Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love so you can change the world. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each episode as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about media, culture, and the art of being human. Love Good is more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. This is the last bonus episode of the summer. And I'm just really pleased to uh, tell you a little bit more about Scott and Mallory here in a few moments. They make up the band The Rough and Tumble, and we've actually put out their album to our patrons. It was a couple of years ago now. Super pleased to let you know that there's going to be a way for you to become a patron today and to get their brand new album for free. So I'll tell you about that at the very end. But you know what? I'm coming off of 10 straight weeks, so about two and a half months of straight travels all over the world. And it just feels really good to be back in the Love Good studio, (laughs) back here in Nashville, Tennessee, sleeping in my own bed. I hope all of you have had really beautiful, really adventurous summers. Mine has been amazing, but also, as I mentioned, just nonstop. So it's just great to be home. And that's actually a big part of the conversation that I have with Scott and Mallory today is what does it really look like to build a home when you don't have one? What does it look like, you know, even in their life on the road as constantly traveling artists to really like become the best version of themselves, to not resist who they are, but to also like have some sense of normalcy in their life, like eating breakfast every day and walking your dog, the things that just make life feel normal. So it's a really cool conversation, especially in light of the the crazy summer that I've just come off of. But I also want you guys to know that As we're leading into season three of the podcast, we are busy at work. I'm sitting down with some pretty amazing artists already, okay? People like Andrew Peterson, who's an author that we are featuring in our September package to patrons. Marie Miller, a singer-songwriter we're featuring in that same package. And we're going to be, as the next, you know, several weeks unfold, really putting together some beautiful themes that we'll be covering every few weeks consistently as season three of the podcast unfolds. So we'll spend several episodes talking about beauty and why it has no enemy, several episodes talking about virtue and what that has to do with human freedom. We'll talk about prayer, friendship, sexuality, leisure, technology, mentorship, work, love, suffering, mission, community, and ultimately what all of that has to do with building a better culture. You might even call these the the 12 principles for a beautiful life that evangelizes culture. That's what season three of the podcast is going to be all about. So we're really pumped about it. We're so pleased to have a, a growing number of listeners all over the world. But again, enjoy this last bonus episode of the summer. And then stay tuned because in a few weeks we'll be launching season three and could not be more excited about it. All right, so just in a few moments, I'll be back with Mallory and Scott from The Rough and Tumble. Stay tuned. Tame dogs have kept us from doing what it is we want to do. There's not a law that can keep us cooped up from being wild and free.
All right, everybody. It's a joy to be sitting down here with Mallory and Scott from The Rough and Tumble. How y'all doing? Great. Great. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. Having us. Yeah, here we are. Three <laughs> mics, two friends, and I think soon to be three friends in a room together Absolutely. sharing life, doing what y'all do best, especially. I mean, my life feels a little bit crazy. Some days I'm in entrepreneur mode. I'm in artist mode, sometimes even in like mission mode. But you guys are full-blown artists. And that's been the story of the last few years. You just got back from a trip to Michigan. Yeah. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. Amazing. Back is kind of a relative term because I feel like we don't know where we're coming back from Good call. or going mm-hmm. to yeah. at any moment. But but yeah, we've been been traveling around and uh, I've gotten to see a lot of the country and yeah. you know up into Canada and and, and all that. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're loving it. It's it's really it's really an adventure. Well, we, we're finally getting used to it now. I think it, like there was like a four year learning curve. We're now technically in our fifth year, and I feel like just this last year we were like, "Oh, this is fun!" Like this, yeah, it's <laughs> like, crazy, this huh? Is, yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think we were having fun the first year too, but looking back on it, we weren't. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. There's no guidebook to being a wandering, you know, uh, musician, artist. No, duo, no, know? there's it not. Really and and it seems a lot more romantic whenever we talk about it now. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, and we sold everything we owned and it's been awesome. But it's like, and it has been awesome. Mm-hmm. I think we're very different people now than we were four years ago. Totally, Absolutely. totally. I mean, you've been living a pilgrim adventure you know, for four or five years. Yeah. It's a good way to I'm put sure it. I'm sure in yeah. some cases, like a completely new place every day Yeah, yeah. for days on end. And that's like, actually it does a number to your mental health if you're not careful. So, oh, yeah. oh, it does. <laughs> and yet most people who are sitting there showing up with their nine to five every day or they're in school get really bored mm-hmm. really fast mm-hmm. and they look at your life and they do see all the romance and all the adventure. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe it's good sometimes to just pull mm-hmm. that down off the pedestal for a second. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, because uh, it's crazy and it's chaotic and it's wonderful and beautiful, but it's exhausting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And it and like I do, like we do feel really grateful to be mm. doing what we're doing, like and to have found each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that find another person who like wants to do the same thing as you, like yeah. that. That I don't think is a normal. No, thing. no, it's not. I yeah, I f- feel really lucky that we get to you know do mm. this together totally. yeah. and yeah we are hashtag grateful we, yes yes we are <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, we really are, are though yeah, yeah. and yeah. you even said i think somewhere online you know that you guys are maybe historically collectors oh, oh yeah absolutely Big time. you yeah. wouldn't go so far as to say hoarders i'm sure well not not no not on the record we wouldn't say that <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <Unofficially> <laughs> hoarders, you know. but collectors i mean that is a certain kind of personality yeah. for sure yeah yeah and yet all of us really do thrive, whether we realize it or not, in simplicity. Yeah. yeah. My mom used to read this book all the time growing up. I thought it was so cheesy. Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> I think it was called Simple Abundance. I was like, oh, that's like what moms like to talk about because uh-huh. they want us to get rid of all the things we haven't worn in a year out of yeah. our wardrobe, you know. Mm-hmm. But I found that to be increasingly true in my own life. So whether you're doing, you know, third world mission work or hopping in a camper mm-hmm. uh, every single day does teach you that art of letting go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing yeah. in a world that tells us hoard, hoard, hoard. This is yeah. all you've got. This is your your one life mm-hmm. to live, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's not necessarily getting rid of, like, we have some really beautiful things that we've picked up along the way and some, like, pieces of art on our wall that are not necessary to living, mm. but they made the cut somehow. Mm-hmm. So this is it. This is really good. <laughs> what is your curating standard? Right? <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, the thing that, that, you know, makes the cut in our lives that, that keeps, you know, this beautiful image of Chesterton and mm. child on this, this wall behind us here in the studio, yeah. or, you know, it's like commissioned work of art from a 16 year old in New Zealand, you mm-hmm. know, 
it's more than just art. It's the music that we listen to. It's the books that we decide to read. I mean, yeah. it, it kills me, but I'm only going to read so many books in one life. Right. You I know? know. Right. Yeah. I'm only going to go to the movies so many times. Mm-hmm. From an artist's perspective and from your personal perspective, how, how do you how do you filter through all of it? Oh, mm, man. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of like making friends. You know, you... Oh, yeah. You, you just sort of, you know, if something clicks, you know, there has to be that initial, you know, spark, that click. But then it's also, you know, either you showing up for that work of art or that work of art showing up for you. Yeah. And We're really big fans of John Waters. And we read his book, Role Models, before we hit the road. And he talks about his art collection as being his roommates. And so like everything that is in his house is a roommate to him. And so it's, you are sharing space with this thing. And so you have to learn to get along with it or you have to learn to confront it. And sometimes you need roommates that are confronting you. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you, you know, need roommates who just chill out and watch TV. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) true. Oh, so good. So so much wisdom, I'm sure, is constantly being gained amidst, I'm sure, a lot of discomfort, anxiety, and even little sufferings, maybe even big sufferings along the way. You know, five years later, you know, Mm -hmm. what are the biggest take-homes from life on the road, from life as artists? You know, I'm sitting here looking at a copy of Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. If there was a a 10 principles for happiness, you know, from the rough and tumble. (laughs) Give me, give me three that stand out. Obviously detachment, simplicity, light Mm -hmm. on your feet, quick to move. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's gotta be one of them for you guys. Uh, Walk your dogs. You know, (laughs) that's a real one. Yeah. Yeah, If you are not walking your dogs, if you are not taking the time to take care of the things that are in front of you, you are going to be miserable it's down so the true. road. Mm-hmm. Like you, we we have two hundred pound dogs, and you picked them up along the way, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, they're both did. rescue yeah. dogs, and we well, we love one more than the other, but we would never <laughs> say it. <laughs> but they have been true companions, and if we don't walk them in the morning, they are literally nudging the back of our heads yeah. as we're driving, and yeah. so it's it's and so it's a wonderful reminder to look at what we have in front of us, yeah. and it reminds us to take care of ourselves as well. So mm-hmm. I think. Walk your dogs. Walk your dogs. Say yes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's one of our our goals this year is to is to say yes yeah, more. We actually have it up on the wall is just to say yes. We were we've always kind of worked really well together between the two of us, often inseparably. And it was really difficult for us to introduce other people into our world. And I think hitting the road kind of demanded that we ask everyone to take part in our life. And so we've been following strangers home because they offered us a place to stay and <laughs> hoping we don't die. And yeah. and we haven't. We haven't. <laughs> I mean, as far as we know. Um, and I think that's, I think, I think saying yes is very closely tied to trust your gut or your intuition. Obviously, like you, you will know if you're in a dangerous situation. Yeah. At least we have, have learned to be. I'm, but absolutely. we've also said yes to things that we were on the fence about and they were incredibly weird situations bad even but we don't regret them right Mm. yeah you know yeah it it was it was good of us to say yes still yeah Mm. absolutely that's cool Mm. it's interesting you talk about a lot of people not understanding your life maybe Mm. especially on the road (laughs) and i feel like this is definitely one of the curses of the artists and certainly 
entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you feel like if you're living on the road and you, you kind of have this thing that you do and you come home and nobody really gets it, right? Or you don't even really feel like there's a single place you can call home. Mm-hmm. There's that sense of displacement or yeah. homesickness yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like what comes to mind is Frodo coming back uh, to Hobbiton after he's saved <laughs> Middle Earth. Nobody gets it. Yes. I mean, Sam becomes the real hero. He's the one yeah. who settles down, gets married, has a beautiful family, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious, how do you guys deal with that ache or that angst or that existential crisis that I deal with probably once every nine months when I just feel homeless? Yeah. Yeah. How do you do it? Well, we write an album. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. That's what's missing in my life. There is a, the last record we put out, actually, we made ourselves a home and we didn't know was almost exclusively about our displacement and where we used to fit in and don't anymore and where we wish we fit in and clearly don't and <laughs> yeah and where, where we grew up and kind of why we left you yeah. know and you know it, it's it's just it's us feeling mm-hmm. homesick totally. and yeah and trying to just navigate how you build a home when when, when you don't have one yeah and i think also mm-hmm. making breakfast I think that's important <laughs> to, to feeling like you're at home because we wake up somewhere different every day. But if we're making breakfast and just sitting in our camper and we're eating it, that means that at that moment, that's definitely home. Because yeah. you usually you eat breakfast at home, so you know, yeah. before you start your day. And I think that's really valuable is just to, I don't know, like where you are, just to decide even if it's uncomfortable it, that you you like where you are at that moment because you can't be anywhere else. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> I think that definitely creates home for us. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. So. It's so cool. And I think that's a that's a take home for everybody. You know, how to build a home when you don't have one. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a certain bucking up against loneliness and mm-hmm. isolation that yeah. I think our culture, yeah. though connected, is is deeply suffering from. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So you guys are obviously brilliant. You you're putting out an album or an EP almost every year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's no small thing. It's got to demand a <laughs> lot for that. You know, Thanks, of, yeah. of discipline. People think like, I don't know, artists, you know, there's no way you're pumping out this much new music, yeah. this much quality, beautiful mm. new music without some level of discipline in the midst of it. Yeah. So in the midst of all the chaos and yeah. all the constant transitioning, Tell us about the process of putting out, I think, three EPs before your full length, which was We Made Ourselves a Home We Didn't Know, went out to all of our patrons in 2018. We've got another one coming very soon. How do you keep that kind of pace? I think you're right when you when you say it's it's discipline. We, you know, we have a monthly goal of writing two songs a month, you know, which doesn't seem like a lot. But it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and, and we currently have on our mm-hmm. list of things to do, write six songs because we're like, <laughs> we're you down know, to four. We're down to four. We're we, caught up okay. mostly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of keeping the goal ahead of, ahead of yourself. Like if, if you want to write an album, then you have to write, you have to write. Right. And, yeah. and so, yeah, we've, we've been trying to keep, keep a pretty steady pace just because we want to be, you know, a band who is coming out with a lot of lot of new music and, uh, and because we love writing i think mm-hmm. we've we started this project because we were having trouble finishing our own songs and so we went to each other to finish those songs sure. and so this this whole band is because we both love writing mostly because we don't know where else to put our feelings and we both have so many feelings <laughs> <laughs> <And> so <laughs> when we started it we just like wrote 
until we were exhausted and then we would go to bed and then Scott would come over the next day and we'd write some more. And, and we we wrote ourselves out of a lot of bad situations. Mm-hmm. We wrote ourselves onto the road. We wrote, like, it's almost like our writing is what pushes us to the next thing yeah. while also dealing with the things that are currently happening. And and so it's it's an impulse that if we try and resist it, then we're resisting who we are. And so we were, I think we were made to write these things out. We were made to like be a buzzing open nerve and to collect all this stuff around us and then to hopefully put it into words. But I also think it helps to have goals like that. We've Mm -hmm. always kind of been a very goal centric band. So we, we came out with a double album in 2013 called the rough and tumbles holiday awareness campaign. I love it. Thanks for saying that. That's that, that is uh, the way we describe it. It's, it's an album of 24 underappreciated songs for, for 24 underappreciated holidays. But it was really just a goal. It was, was we wanted to write two songs a month for a year and that's what we did. And we picked a theme and, and it turned into quite a shtick. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I love what you just said, Mallory. Essentially, don't resist who you are. Yeah. yeah. And there's something that's constantly knocking, you know, inside every person on planet Earth. That is a cry for authenticity. That is a cry for being who, who you are and who you, only you can be, you yeah. know. And again, this is something that comes very naturally to the artists because we all feel a little bit weird, a little bit displaced, probably mm-hmm. from the point of being young. You yeah. know, you don't yeah. quite fit a mold. Don't. But actually, who really does deep down, you know, in their in their truest version of, of themselves? No one should fit a mold that 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 makes them less than who they are, yeah. less than truly human, you yeah. know? So again, that obviously is something that is a bit mysterious and yeah. even like hard to put into words, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you do that artfully through your songs. You do that in a way that allows for awe and wonder. We don't have to have all the answers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big difference between art and, you know, the scientific method, for example, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and the world needs both. But ultimately, what, what inspires it? I mean, I know you're, you're trying to be faithful to who you are. Mm-hmm. That's huge. What is your hope for your listeners, your hope for your fans is it an invitation into that same kind of way of life, which is which is truly human, which is, you know, saying yes, walking your dogs, eating <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> not resisting who you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm always curious. And, and not that every artist has to have a mission, sure. you know, for their fans or a hope for their fans. But I would think that that comes over time as you meet them, as you mm-hmm. spend the night in their homes, you suddenly realize, hey, they've got their own, like, total spectrum of joy and suffering as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we have this new album coming out September 6th and it's called Howling Back of the Wounded Dog. And a lot of the songs on on the album are, you know, are us going through like, you know, a process of, of grief and a process of, you know, just kind of finding out who who we are at this point in our life. And as we began writing the album, kind of the concept of, of a wolf or a coyote and, and the way that they are they they howl you know in in a way that they they're actually harmonizing and it's it's a way of 
them finding finding other coyotes and, and other wolves. Mm. And it's a way of harmonizing, you know. And as they harmonize, they're trying to make themselves sound even bigger than they actually are alone. And so it it creates territory and space for the other people or the other wolves in their pack. And it also says to the outside world, like, hey, we're actually not alone. I mean, you 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 think we might be a lone wolf, but if you listen and you hear this harmony, we're actually not alone. And so you can join us for sure. Yeah. But know that if you try and like take us on, there's a lot of us here, <laughs> you know? And I think I think writing has always been a way for me to feel less lonely. And and I think that as we've always written, we've always written to to make sure that we're writing in a way that says, oh, you're actually not alone. All these weird things that you feel, I feel them too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And this album definitely takes all of that and puts it to a finer point of you're actually already part of the pack. You just have to howl along. Yeah. Or if you don't want to howl and you want to be the quiet one in the corner, that's fine that's too. Cool too. You're probably going to eventually howl. Yeah, it's, like, it's really fun to howl. It's really yeah. fun to howl and uh, alleviate stress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think now that we are coming up on this new record, it does feel like it is the culmination of why we've always written and it's just to to find the other wolves like to find mm. the other odd odd coyotes out there it's, too yeah yeah we I, I mean as you mentioned like you know the culture we're in although we're terribly connected we're we're also terribly lonely yeah. and yeah. i i think i think for us music has always kind of been a way of i mean music and, and other art forms has just been a way of feeling less lonely. Mm. I, I think if there's a hope for our audience, it's it's that, you know, they feel less lonely when they're listening to us and mm. when they're engaging with us. It's it's so much fun to to be the rough and tumble in 2019 <laughs> because, you know, there are all of these ways that we can just interact with people mm-hmm. in 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 really personal ways, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's from us parking in front of their house after a show or, you know, them coming up to, to see us at a show or, mm-hmm. or even just like tuning into our Facebook page, you know, or, or Twitter yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just, it's really great to be able to meet a whole bunch of people. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And I have to say, it's rare to meet artists who want to do life with their fans in a way that turns them more into friends and at times yeah. even family. Yeah. So oh, just definitely. be really affirmed, you know, that that is so important and it yeah. is so what people long for. And, you know, who the heck knows, you, you might be selling out arenas one day, right? Yeah. I'm sure you would love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll create obviously much more distance between you yeah. and the, the everyday yeah. fan mm-hmm. of the rough and tumble. Tell us uh, a little bit more about the album and maybe particularly if there's a song or two that you'd like to really highlight from it. Ooh, fun. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, so um, (laughs) the last time we did, uh, we made ourselves a home when we didn't know. We went into the studio with our our friend and just just a fabulous musician and producer, uh, Dave Coleman. Mm -hmm. has a band called The Coleman. And he's one of East Nashville's like hidden hidden treasures. But we, we went in... With, with him again and it was just the three of us this time we didn't bring in a rhythm section and just kind of hashed all of those songs out just between the three of us and we only had five days that mm-hmm. we were able to be in Nashville and so we were trying to get 10 songs done in five days which <laughs> you know so it was so <laughs> dumb yeah <laughs> and a lot of these songs we we hadn't 
played on on the road yet. Like we we were just kind of working up the arrangements as we went mm-hmm. into the studio, which is weird for us. Which is weird for us, but it we're really proud of how it turned out because mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more raw. It's a lot like everything just seemed really immediate as we were recording it. Yeah, and, it does. It feels more urgent, definitely. Yeah. And I think that the single that we released from it, Howl at the Moon, is the one that like is is sort of the central point of of the album. And it's just this this song that builds to a point where it's like it's thrusting you forward. And it's just kind of you don't have time to think about it. You have to just you have to either do or die sort of, sort yeah, of thing. Totally. And and it's just I'm not even sure. Like we know what the song is about. We know why we wrote it. But it has become almost anthemic for us in our live shows. And it's become this really magical thing where sometimes we don't say anything. We just start playing the song and people will actually start howling with us in the audience. Wow. And so we've gotten to the point where we've, you know, encouraged people to howl along if they would like to, you know, <laughs> that it's welcome. Because it's, it's funny when the one guy in the back starts howling and then realizes, oh, wait, oh, I don't know. This other is people allowed. aren't doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we encourage people to do it. And it has been magic like it has been wild free magic and actually we we played it this this last week in michigan and some guy's actually sending us a coyote call because he was so excited (laughs) he makes coyote calls for a living and he is sending us a coyote call so i think that song is definitely the one that all the other songs sort of hang on Mm. and just say like you can feel whatever you need to feel as long as you're running along with this. And it's it's been pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. And I think a lot of us sort of look towards politics or we look towards, you know, any kind of person of influence and we think, all right, they're the ones running the world. They're the ones yeah. making history mm-hmm. happen. And I'm increasingly convinced that it's it's always in these like hidden moments that maybe only 50 people experienced in a living room mm. that actually changes lives in a way that changes history. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your call as an artist, as a servant of beauty, as a connector and a, and a unifier of people across generations mm. and across cultures is so needed. Yeah. And that's really what we're all about around here. You know, whether it's commissioning artwork, publishing books, uh, rallying behind albums like yours, mm. uh, we want to see, a renewal of culture that is that is rooted on rooted in like deep connection mm-hmm. you know that's not just behind a screen but allowing mm-hmm. people and and facilitating for people this deep sharing of life so again just know that you're doing that powerfully and yeah. hearing your stories is so inspiring thank, thank you. you yeah how can we stay in touch like from this point forward like for those who aren't following you on twitter instagram and facebook for those who don't know how to get to one of your secret house concerts <laughs> yeah. get all the details yeah we have we have a mailing list we have i think he's asking for the website scott oh www.theroughandtumble.com he <laughs> you have to get the word the in there the, yes. the rough, rough and tumble it is very <laughs> important yeah don't um, go google search rough and tumble okay <laughs> And not a definitely don't look it up on Urban Dictionary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you, can, you also could find us on YouTube and, and Spotify. That is that's so so important. Yeah. If you if you save our our you know the the album that's coming out this next week. If you follow us, you know it it just it it goes a long way in does, in, yeah. in us staying afloat afloat in your newsfeed. And, yeah, but we're gonna be all over the country too. Starting now, we're we're doing a few more shows in the in the southeast. We're heading up north, and we're actually heading out west as well. 
and we'll be in Alaska by June of 2020. Are you serious? We you got like a, an anchor date out there already? We have. <laughs> More like an anchorage date. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was good, really good. job, Scotty. Yeah, you are a master. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he talks to his dad a lot. Yeah, so. <laughs> it just comes out. So. Yeah, so we are we are heading all the way up there, and then we're looping back here again. So, um, yeah. so we're you can find us physically in person. Very likely in your Just town. Just about anywhere. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. TheRoughAndTumble.com. Y'all, it's been such a joy and a privilege. Yeah. I hope this is the first of many conversations to come. Yeah. We'd love that. Thank you for having us Thank on. Thank you. There's bad men out there now. No peace in these places. I have to go. I love you so. To pieces and pieces. Nothing is lost when it is found again. Everything's found where it was lost. Everything's found where it was lost. What a beautiful conversation with Scott and Mallory. Thank you for being a part of it. Thanks for tuning in and and really entering into the dialogue that for us is increasingly normal around here at Love Good, but I think is is really special and really important in a culture that is so turned in on itself. I mean, here you have, you know, a couple of friends making incredible music, traveling the country nonstop to just bring a little bit more beauty and authenticity into people's lives as best they can. And so not only should you be following Scott and Mallory in the rough and tumble, you should probably be booking them now for your next house concert. Okay, backyard, living room, doesn't matter. Check them out. And know that if you're not a Love Good patron, this is a, a podcast exclusive that if you go to lovegoodculture.com slash tumble, okay? Lovegoodculture.com slash tumble. The first five of you who subscribe as Love Good patrons upon listening to this episode are going to not only get the September package in a couple of weeks when it releases, you're also going to get the exclusive gray Love Good patron t-shirt that only patrons get, as well as the brand new album from the Rough and Tumble called Howling Back at the Wounded Dog. Again, that is an exclusive to the podcast and only the first five people who subscribe upon hearing this announcement. So get after it, lovegoodculture.com slash tumble. Y'all are amazing. Again, we're only a few weeks away from season three launch and know that it's going to be the best season of the Love Good podcast ever. We can't wait to begin even throughout social media and email in the next few weeks, announcing a lot of little beautiful surprises about the podcast and all that is to come with Love Good as we enter into the fall. I hope you guys have an amazing last couple of weeks of your summer and stay tuned, leave us a review, spread the word. We cannot grow without you and we certainly wouldn't exist without you either. So nothing but love, nothing but prayers from the Love Good Studio here in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll see you next time around. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us, stay in touch on social media and be sure to stop by iTunes or Stitcher to give us a review. You can join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at lovegoodculture.com. Start enjoying our seasonal packages that will raise your standard for media and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.